Hello, welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook podcast, where we bring you insights into your aviation career, how to get there cheaper and faster. I'm Sean. I'm a corporate pilot. Been doing this for 25 years. And I'm Mike Martin. I'm a corporate pilot also, and uh, been doing it about the same time. So we come with you hopefully every week to give you valuable content to help you launch your career, because that's what we're all about here at the Pro Pilot Playbook, to let you know how to get your license and get you into the cockpit of a jet faster and cheaper. Yes, and today's subject is, you probably clicked on it because you saw the title, and if you're in this boat, uh, maybe we'll shed some insight on you, but the the topic is, I think I may have a bad flight instructor. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think a lot of our viewers are have not even started the flight training portion, and, and, and that's, that's fine, and that's what we cater towards here is people that literally maybe not even ever been on an airplane, sure. educating them on that. But we have a, a vast, uh, vast audience and they send in questions, and we've started to get questions uh, how to identify if you have have done your training, if we think that it's going correctly or not. Right. And you can send us one of those questions at podcast at propilotplaybook.com, yep. and uh, we'll end up talking about it on the air just like we are right now. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean, let's see. What would you say would be some uh, situations where people brought up to us where you mm-hmm. think uh, are commonly – would indicate that maybe it's time for a different instructor, if you think. So I want to start off by saying that, just in case our viewers, some of them may not know this, you know, becoming a flight instructor is a rung on the ladder of the career progression to become a professional pilot, like a corporate pilot or an airline pilot. So not everybody, you know, when they're a little kid says, I want to be a flight instructor. No, they say they want to be an airline pilot. So becoming a flight instructor is a necessary evil to, well, some people look at it that way, to become an airline pilot. He doesn't necessarily want to be a flight instructor, which involves teaching. And not all of us are geared towards teaching. I mean, you know, that same guy wanting to be a pilot never thought about being a teacher. Right. And some of us are just more apt to teach well than others. There's, There's certain things that, um, you know, certain humans just don't, uh, aren't good at. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that movie office space. I told you I'm a people person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. And, you know, I, I, I wasn't, uh, when I, uh, was coming through my training, I wasn't necessarily excited about becoming a flight instructor, but when I did it, I, I found out that I really enjoyed it and I did enjoy doing it. And I know Sean did, he, he continued to do it later on into his career. But, you know, you may not have that case. And here's the thing, though. Although everything that he said is true, they may not want to do it. For you as a student, your relationship and your instructor is such an important part of your training because a bad instructor can really make the training process bad, may even cause you to want to get out of flying, where a good instructor can save you time, save you money, and really make a difference because the techniques that you're going to learn from that person, you're going to use way, way off into your career. So um, hopefully we can uh, give you some tips and stuff to identify if you do have a bad one and you may need to make a change. Sure. So when I was working on my private pilot's license, I think I went through four, well, maybe five instructors Mm -hmm. because it was at a time in the market. At that point, everybody was hiring. People were moving in and out. And, um, you know, I didn't even, I had my first instructor, uh, 
for quite a while. I, I was doing back then I was on the one lesson, uh, per week schedule, uh, because I didn't know what I was doing. And, right. uh, if, if some of you listening are on that schedule and the more you listen to us, you'll find out why that's wrong. But, uh, it was it was probably not until I switched to my second instructor, you know, four or five months into this thing or something that I realized what a bad instructor my first <laughs> instructor was. I mean, I just didn't so know. Any, I didn't know any better. Um, he, I, it, it, looking back on it now, I, there's there's a, a few key critical things he wasn't doing. But at the time when I got the new instructor, when I switched out, it was just like night and day driving home from the airport. Holy moly! I just learned way more in that one-hour lesson than I ever did with. How how is this possible? Yeah, nothing to compare it to. Right, yeah. right. Because the other guy was there to build time. Plus, he was short. You know, he knew he was going to be leaving for the airlines there uh, soon. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was phoning it in. You know, as they say. <laughs> and uh, you know, he may not have been a good instructor to begin with because everybody has to do this to build time. Um, but I would say one of the one of the biggest things your novice instructor. Uh, would leave out is having a good plan, having an actual lesson plan they work from, um, having the experience to know at four or five hours in whether you're where you should be or whether you miss something and how to go back and correct that. And that's something that comes with experience and with an instructor who actually cares about his students. Um, Another big one is... um, Pre and post flight briefings. This yeah, is, big this, one, big one. This is something that I really harp on. Um, you see, uh, your your flight lesson is charged by one of the ways it's charged is by a little meter in the airplane that runs. It's an hour meter called a Hobbs meter, and every six minutes, that little tenth of an hour clicks off, and you're mm-hmm. charged. And I've seen over and over again, uh, instructors, you know, their student shows up at the airport and they grab their headset and they walk directly out to the airplane, uh, or they have the student go out in pre-flight and then they walk out and they jump right in the airplane and start it up. And then they'll talk about what they're going to do on that lesson while they're taxiing out to the runway. Yes. And the student has no clue. And then it's a complete learning experience while that engine's running in the airplane. Yeah. And the cockpit is a terrible, terrible environment to learn in. Yeah. Uh, Horrible classroom. Yeah. Yeah. It's because you got noise. You got uh, uh, all this stuff that you're consuming in front of you. You know, all these things going on to distract you. And then you got this guy in your ear telling you what to do. And, you know, for you to digest the information, I couldn't agree more, Sean. You've got to have a a purpose before you head out there you need to have a clear plan of action of what you're going to do and then when you get back not necessarily criticism but you do need a critique on what happened and how you can do better right yeah so that's yeah, the other post-flight briefing the post-flight briefing is just as important um so you want to make sure you ask him uh in and you know again back to the whole being human thing and maybe not being a, a good teacher or people person you know flat out tell him hey I'm here to learn. I'm going to be a professional pilot, just like you. I want the clear, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I want clear criticism. What am I doing well? What do I need work on? How am I comparing to your other students? Yeah. You know, uh, go ahead and ask him those questions. Ask him what you're going to do on your next flight. What is the game plan for my next lesson? And the more you do stuff like that, the more he's going to expect it and be prepared for this. Um, and the most important question you can ask is what we're going to do on that next lesson before you walk away. Because what you'll do with that information is go, let's say he says, well, we'll be working on steep turns next lesson. 
Well, then you go home and you pull up YouTube and there's a plethora of aviation videos out there with people putting GoPros in the cockpit, filming, doing steep turns. And you can even look up your aircraft model of a Cessna 172 and watch somebody learn steep turns from their instructor uh, before you show up at your lesson, your next, you know, for your next flight lesson. And you will be amazed how smoothly that lesson will go. Absolutely. It's the old adage, proper preparation prevents poor performance. You can add even more piece to that. If you want. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's the key. If you know what to expect, uh, if any of you have uh, ever had the absolute uh, embarrassing task of uh, playing a video game with a child and they beat you really yeah, quickly. Right. Uh, it's not because they're way smarter than you. It's because they played it so many times. Right. And they know what's going to happen. If you know what's going to happen at that lesson for with a proper pre-briefing from your instructor and then proper studying prior to that because you knew what was coming from the day before, you will get in there and just knock it out of the park. You know? Absolutely. Another another classic bad instructor move is the uh, schedule miss-up. The schedules just don't work because he had another student that took longer and whatever. This is a common problem with flight instructors. If, if you got the notorious guy who's every time you fly not available or still in the air or something, Thing. Um, that's uh, another red yep doesn't work weekends you right. know that kind of thing yep yeah so uh, you can always nothing says you can't change your flight instructor you know it, it could be beneficial yeah it could save you lots of time and lots of money but I got a great uh, flight instructor story for you uh, that I'll share with you guys. It's kind of funny. Uh, I had an instructor when I was doing my uh, instrument training. You know, this is 20 years ago. And uh, uh, he is an outstanding guy if he's watching. And he was very successful in his career. But a couple times he'd be, you know, we're all in our 20s, man. And, he, you know, maybe he didn't want to be there, right? Sure. And uh, I'm training in the Midwest in the winter, okay, like now. And it's very cold. And how these heaters work in these planes, you know, they're very drafty. It's a drafty environment and uh, uh, we're working on instrument training where you wear a device that limits your view they call it a hood uh, or foggles but in this case you have a hood which allows you to not see out the windows but only see the instruments and you're practicing like holding horse mode. blinders for the top <laughs> right 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 and in a common problem when you're training in cold climates is uh it's like when you're riding in the car with your wife or girlfriend or significant other, and she likes it at one temperature, and you like it another temperature. Sure. And what's most common is the student has what they call the student sweats, yeah. which you're all geared up like going to go flying. This is great. You know, and you're, you're adrenaline pump. Well, the instructor, he's been doing this, you know, eight hours this day and he's completely relaxed. So he's freezing over here and you're like, could you turn that heat down? You know? So I'm arguing with the instructor about the temperature, right? Yeah. So instead of talking, he used a little negative reinforcement. So basically I keep telling him it's hot. So he, so he's not talking and he's watching me. And every time I got a little off my interview or whatever, because the controls are on his side, if I got off my altitude or something a little bit, he'd start cranking the heat and I'd start sweating. And then when I got everything right on track, he would cool it down in there. It'd be nice. So I don't believe that's really proper technique. And if your instructor's doing that, he probably shouldn't be, but it's a funny story. That is a funny that. story. Yeah. <laughs> Messing with the environmentals to uh, keep you on track. I never thought about that. <laughs> right, right, right. But hey, we hope that you you enjoy this content and you have a good time because that's what this job and career path is all about. An enjoyable way to make a lucrative living. 
And uh, we like to spread the word. So if you find this information entertaining and you know somebody else that might want to be a pilot, please pass it along. Thanks for tuning in, folks. And we'll see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.